In this high spots and cheap pops, MJF drops one of the most epic promos in the history of professional wrestling for the third time in eight months. We get into everything going on with Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Silicon Steve Valley. On the other side, we got Vladdy Daddy. And we are talking MJF just 24 hours about after. He drops that promo. AEW takes his name off of their roster on their website. They stop selling his merchandise. And most people think this is portion of this story is a work. But wow, this is now the hottest topic in professional wrestling. And once again, it's Maxwell Jacob Frieden. Lottie Dottie, how are you doing this evening? And your thoughts on MJF. I'm doing great this evening, and uh, it's good to catch up again, uh, especially after all the happenings, especially in, with MJF and AEW. Um, you know, as you alluded to, to me, my personal opinion, we just witnessed the greatest promo ever. I'm going to label it that. Wow, that is heavy. So you, you, it's better than hard times? Yeah, it's better than hard times for sure. And you know what? Like, I don't know if we talked to, I think we've referred to this, but hard times wasn't even all that popular when it first happened. It got like, you know, a almost like the big Lebowski after it was released, it took a little while, then it caught steam. Doesn't yeah. mean it wasn't great, but like this thing, this hit immediately, MJF's promo. And it was so based in what he, I, I think he believes and he thinks is the truth. And uh, it was really real and it felt that way. And I love that about it. So, yeah, it's better to me. It's, to me, it's better than the pipe bomb. I'd say it's definitely better than hard times. Um, better than Ric Flair shtick? You know, <laughs> I'm not fired. You're fired. Um, I'm already yeah, fired. Yeah. I'm already fired. I mean, it's, I, I mean, do you remember like somebody like Edge cutting a promo that was this memorable immediately like this? No. I don't. You know, so yeah, this is really heavy duty stuff, man. We just witnessed some pro wrestling history and I loved it. Well, you make an interesting point. You know, you talk about guys like The Rock, you talk about guys like Ric Flair. They don't, I, there's not one promo except for a couple of real goofy ones that you remember specific parts. There's not one promo that made me feel anything the way MJF made me feel in live time. Yeah. And yeah. it came from a very real place. Yes, it came from a place where he wants more money. That's the big thing. We get that. Oh, yeah. Just and it's and it's similar to CM Punk promo pipe bomb where CM Punk, it was focused about how he was feeling. But within that, they were venting frustrations for dozens of people in the back and millions of people at home. Well, maybe not in AEW's case tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people at home. MJF was getting cheered and standing ovations at the end of this thing. And if anyone yeah. doesn't know what he said, 
he echoed some amazing things. He he start he comes out, starts the promo, and everyone probably saw it. Sums out and, and he puts over the fact he's in a lot of pain, putting over Wardlow, giving him ten power bombs, which I thought was super professional and classy by MJF, giving Wardlow that moment. Yeah, even the stretcher. The stretcher where they put the oxygen mask over his eyes, which yeah. is just amazing. Um, <laughs> and then he brings up the big merger and how all the big cats from Discovery were going to be there. Something that you alluded to. We were one of the first people to even talk about this several months ago. Bloody dotty. I kind of shrugged it off like they're going to be fine. And lo and behold, they may not be fine, even though it seems like that relationship is getting stronger. But who knows? Um, he, but he would say it'd be really shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing. And he kind of plays off the fact that Tony Khan, it's been embarrassing how you've been trying to get to sit me down, but it's been too little too late. And he comes out with his frustrations. He was always a prick. I mean, if you watch being the elite, he was on there a few times prior to AEW and he was a real jerk off. Then he was a complete asshole complete asshole and it was funny but now he has this platform where he's literally the first or second most popular man every single solitary week he's my favorite every single week right but he wasn't part of that click he wasn't part of the young bucks click that gave everybody jobs that started out a lot of people who weren't resigned even guys like the marco stunts of the world um, so in that vein, MJF did have to go out and make his mark. Now he was almost completely unbeaten other than John Moxley and John Moxley, quote unquote, cheated to win that match. Right. So he's been put over often. He has big wins against the biggest names in the company, beat CM Punk has a win, you know, so he's beaten people. And I believe, I mean, the list goes on and on of who he's beaten. So, for me, I believe it just right now, after everything going on, MJF has put himself where just like CM Punk was supposed to be a heel promo, wound up getting him over. And the reason it did is because he brought up truths that he was yep. busting his ass since day one. And the biggest frustration that of John Cena and Vince McMahon's creativity and all that, that CM Punk frustrated that had had CM Punk frustrated that had all of us fans, including you and me coming back to professional wrestling because of it. CM Punk spouted frustrations for that. A lot of people were feeling MJF brings up how Tony Khan is opening up the pocketbook and letting it rain for people who never really even did it in WWE. I'm talking to people like Ruby Soho and Athena coming in, getting these monster pushes right away. Meanwhile, MJF been busting his ass every day and he gets paid four or five, in some case, six times more than a guy who used to work in WWE a few years ago that are now working in AEW. Guys like Miro, Malachi Black, they're getting paid excessively more than MJF. And that is kind of a joke in that respect. However, by all reports, Tony Khan says he wanted to give, make him one of the highest paid guys in the business to sign an extension. They might have worked this out. And this might all be a situation where instead of working yourself into a shoot, it was shooting yourself into a work. But the comparisons with MJF and CM Punk are brilliant. And when he made that comment about how he was there since day one and brought the ex WWE guys and how maybe you'd like me more if I was an ex WWE guy, again, hinting he's going to go up north. 
that's what you want to call it. Yeah. It's absolutely incredible. And we might be on the prefaces because this is, I very much believe is a work. We may be on the prefaces of one of the greatest storylines ever, unless he's on WWE TV by the end of the year. <laughs> it's all, then it's just Tony Khan fucked up. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing he said screaming in the camera first he said the only play position you should be in a wrestling show is behind the guardrail with all of them which is another beautiful part and another compa- another comparison is, oh sorry buddy uh another comparison with cm punk and mjf when they were getting cheers it's interesting you gave me cheers because you guys were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit over the weekend cm punk oh spare me your cheers because you're the guys who keep on dumping money into this place that don't have my picture on anything. So they right. both lash out at the fans within, but it didn't matter. The fans bought into it hook, line, and sinker, and they were baby faces by the end of it. It's incredible, the comparisons between these two. Yeah, it is. It truly is. Oh, sorry. I didn't want to, let's go ahead. No, no. No, I didn't know if you were going to uh, go on and, with anything further. Well, there's some other compar- well, there's some other comparisons that we can make. Uh, there, there is. I mean, he, he calling out, basically saying this place is going to be could be better off when Miss, when Vince McMahon is dead, but it's just going to be taken over. And then he attacks Triple H and Stephanie, and the rest of his stupid family. <laughs> that at the time was like, wow, screaming into the camera, "Fire me, you fucking Mark! Fire me!" That was that comparison too. saying the most unthinkable thing you would say on television. (laughs) There were so many comparisons bringing up pain, keeping it storyline related. CM Punk, hopefully you're as uncomfortable as possible. John Cena, I'm in a lot of pain from what I went through on Sunday. Both keeping it within the storyline to start the promo. Yeah, yeah. The, the comparisons between the two are fascinating, and these two are going to be linked forever. And I think one thing that M- might keep MJF around is feuding with CM Punk for a lot more for for the rest of CM Punk's career. And definitely, I don't know how long this CM Punk title reign lasts because you might see an opportunity for MJF to win this AEW championship a lot quicker than many people think. Hmm. That's where I think we're going with this. Wow. That's a, that's a huge, that's a huge jump. That's a huge leap. If you think that's the route they're going. It could be. It, it, it yeah. is what happened with CM Punk. Yeah, true, true. He was going to leave and they gave him the title and he stayed. All right. The only thing is, is that MJF is, doesn't have a problem with the work. MJF has no problem with the workload. He has no problem with anything. He just feels disrespected. Yeah, totally. So CM Punk hated working at WWE. MJF doesn't hate working at AEW. He just feels disrespected. And I don't know. Again, it's unprecedented. Most people will not get a raise if they don't sign an extension. It's just that's bad business on Tony Khan's part. And he could and he could sue him for breach of contract if this is not a shoot. Uh, this is a work. If this is not a, a work, this just happens to be a shoot. But the little details, like the the airplane sign, the airplane booking, taking the merch off, taking his name off the roster, that's 
deeper level work right there. That is something yeah, that yeah. AEW might be thinking outside and trying to book outside of the box because there's some brilliant minds in that company. MJF is one of them. So I just wanted to kind of, that's, that's right there. CM Punk, MJF, the, the story comes out. And then as you know, Lottie Dottie, they cut off air after they cut off his mic abruptly during the break. CM Punk comes out to confront MJF and just like CM Punk did after he beat John Cena with the title, he goes through MJF goes through the crowd. So it's just, it's just, it's getting to the point where it's almost perfect storytelling already. Oh, totally. Yeah. And MJF has been doing this since the Thanksgiving Eve of last year, every single week he shows up and every single week he is the talk of the episode. And right. despite not having a lot of wins this year, he's going to be the AEW champion by years out. That is my prediction. That's a huge prediction. Um, that would be safe to say that he re-signed the contract then at that point? No, I think it's a situation where they probably gave him more money. I, not necessarily. They might have just given him more money to keep him happy for the re- remainder of his contract. Mm-hmm. They might come to a happy medium. But, I mean, he's got a year and a half left on the contract. You can, you can do a title reign in that situation. You can do a title reign in that time span. Mm-hmm. You know, he can win the title at the winner is coming this year. Yeah. When the title there or this, this storyline mixing with Tony Khan could lead into somehow he finagles his way into a contract. He finagles his way into a contract for the world championship at the end of this. And that's how you get MJF first punk. I mean, what would be great is if they kept everybody hanging on, as to whether or not he signed or re-signed, and then towards the end of it, would he leave with the title if he won, just like CM Punk, like and towards what, the end of it, and and the truth, you know, then there's a backdoor deal, of course, and he just comes back, you know. What you like about AEW opposed to WWE? AEW is not a publicly traded company, so they can keep signings under locks. They they don't have to go public. So if WWE signs somebody. Any kind of research, any kind of investor could have, they could find out who they signed. Right. It has to be reported within a certain amount of time because of, uh, you know, SEC reasons. So, or is it SEC? The SEC? SEC. SEC. I wish I had more money to know that. Yeah. Have the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, how's that crypto doing, Mr. Valley? We don't want to talk about that. It's it's been it's been it's good a, the last it's been it's it's up the last two days. All we have to do is have that same day happen about five hundred more times, and we're right back to where we started. Uh, anyway, no, no, it's not that bad. So Tony Khan can keep his signings a more private, and he doesn't have as many people working. Obviously, WWE has leaks all the time. AEW they keep things relatively quiet. And they've been very good at giving surprises. So I hope this is a work. I think this is a work. But if it's not, somebody fucked up. I mean, this he is everything MJF said was 100% accurate. And he said he's in the generational talent. He is. And what did you think? What was your favorite part of the promo? My favorite part was when he said, 
I can get you to feel. And unlike the guys in the back, I can get you to feel without doing a bunch of bullshit. Wow. That was definitely that was definitely one of my favorite lines, too. Who do you think uh, he, who do you think he was uh, shooting that shot at? I mean, you would assume guys like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. It's totally those are the first that's as you listed them. That's what I thought when he said it. Even Moxley, to be honest with you, I, I you know, it's, it's a yeah. yeah. How about the New Japan line? Because I don't pretend to watch oh, New yeah. Japan pro wrestling. <laughs> right yeah, after, I thought that was great. Right after Tanahashi was released. And by the way, Tanahashi. Quick thing, I'm not overly excited about Tanahashi. Tanahashi, maybe seven years ago or nine years ago, would have been a much bigger deal. Tanahashi's the a, a, a guy that they still consider top tier over there, but they're willing to let him job out to CM Punk. That's the only reason he didn't get Okada or Naito because they didn't want either one of them jobbing out to Punk. Right, right, right. I got you. And but so I wasn't super excited about Tanahashi. Also, there were reports earlier, but anyways. And then he says a bunch, and, and the other booking part of the show, ex-WWE guys, and they follow it up with Miro and Johnny Morrison or Johnny Nitro or Johnny Elite. Yeah, or Elite. when he came when he came over my house the other day, he was Silicon Johnny. It's amazing how his name just changes like that. Wherever he goes. Yeah. It's all by location. In fact, right over here, he was Johnny Subway eating a sandwich earlier in the day. Good job, Johnny. Right here. Oh. This is my favorite one. He was Johnny Johnson and Johnson when he was working at the Johnson and Johnson plant. I might keep that one out of this joke. So <laughs> the I don't know. So the fact remains is it was just very ironic. And I thought it was one of the most legendary promos ever. I, we, I don't know where it's going. But the impact is already being felt throughout the internet, and it's one of those things where at some point, when are we going to start saying he's the best wrestler in the world? Because he can wrestle, and he always could. Yeah. I like how he called the fans out on that, too. Oh, oh, I loved it. How they call this, all your opinions don't mean shit, and he's talking about us! God damn it! You and I, I thought about that. I'm like, hmm, I know who he's describing. I did tweet at him that if he does not wrestle, he would be unprofessional. Wow. But I said, if he doesn't show up, he didn't show, he showed up, did a phenomenal, probably as good of a squash match being the guy getting squashed as you could possibly have. Right. I mean, his, his reactions, him taking 10 power bombs, the thing with the ring, it, it, and it should have been a squash match. After everything Wardlow went through, I thought that was great booking and especially everything going on with his contract of being a squash match. Oh, is he really leaving? He just got squashed or buried him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it played in. Think. It played into everything. And JR put over the fact that it wasn't really MAJF. He said, I don't think anybody would have been able to survive Wardlow on Sunday. Nice. Protecting MJF to a certain extent. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, yeah, he, he did do everything perfectly. And uh, always yeah, does. Definitely, yeah, he does. He does. You're so right. Um, trying to think what else he, he touched on. Um, yeah, the line about New Japan, um, him having all the all friends wrestling reference was interesting too. Well, that's yeah, that's what we're talking. That's right. Yeah. I started yeah. to allude to that. Yeah, uh, he yeah. comes out and so he had to write his own ticket. And boy, it's great that it's good that I have good penmanship. I've created yeah. a moment, and this was when you knew he started. This is when he his 
temperature elevated even more so than ever. It started first all, but this is Max Friedman talking. Yeah. And then he kind of did his little big merger boss, kind of that casual, sarcastic way. But then he goes, I've created moment after moment after moment for this company and still get no respect. He's right. Nobody is on my level. No one. Everything I touch turns to gold. He is right. I mean, you can make the argument that Wardlow MJF was the best storyline going and he was in the best storyline before that. You can make the argument that MJF has been the most valuable player in AEW the last really since, again, as we said, Thanksgiving Eve. Um, I'm expecting. Uh, I'm not expected to hit home runs. I'm expected to hit grand slams. And I do that shit on a weekly basis. See, all the other boys have to settle for being great. I have to, and we've used this word, at least I have often. I have to be perfect because I'm the 26-year-old who is constantly held under a microscope because the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on my back as I have for months. He's right. Hangman did not have a great, I mean, it, it helps that, you know, a guy who didn't have as much star power as the previous three was the world champion. He didn't really do much with his championship run. Um, and then he brings up the fans. This is where he attacks the fans. I hear, it's funny, I hear booze, but I also hear clapping. That's interesting. Where were you guys this whole weekend when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? He's talking to me right there. I'm just curious. you. I'm just curious. You're not, you're, you're not the only prop. So he doesn't, he hits the fans, but he really gets into them a lot more a little bit later on, but you're not the only problem. It's the boys in the back too. the boys in the back all want my spot. So guess what? You want my spot. You can have it because I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be around anymore. You don't want to live. Yeah. All right. Uh, now, those of you who watch, I think you should leave and know that. Now let's talk about your, let's talk about you fans, huh? And this is where he, evis, evis, and this is where the, he eviscerates us. And I put us, we're, we're the ones that we're, he's talking to. You people call yourself fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones, tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. But let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. Your opinion sucks. Your opinions change at the drop of a dime when you pretend that your new opinions match your old opinions. For example, man, I always knew MJF was a great wrestler. Really? That's interesting because last time I checked, you guys pretended I sucked in the ring for a long time. And why is that, huh? Because I'm not, this is my favorite part, because I'm not untrained like your faves, because I don't pretend to watch New Japan, because I don't dump my opponents on their head. Wow. Because I'm not reckless, what is it? Because I'm not chasing star rating guys, what is it? sir. Throwing it, that's directed at Young Bucks and Kenny. Yeah, yeah. How could I possibly be the best? Well, newsflash, I am the best. I am the best in the world. Again, literally, that's verbatim from that, from from the original pipe bomb. Because I'm the only guy who makes you feel, and unlike all the other boys, I don't have to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. Well, beautifully said, beautifully delivered by MJF. I am a generational talent, and you people consistently take me for granted, but it's not just you. It's the big man in the back, too. And that's where he goes off on Tony, which we've already touched on pretty well. But he brings up the ratings. He brings up he's the number two draw on AEW Dynamite. 
And he also says he brings it to WWE guys. He says, here's something you guys can't take for granted. Here's something he doesn't want you to know. Do you guys know who the second biggest minute for minute draw is in this entire company? I don't know who someone said, but he said, nope, you wish. It's yeah, me. I, wish I knew. Yeah. I'm assuming it was Moxley or Danhausen. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> AEW fans are a weird, weird breed sometimes. Someone Sunny kissed. <laughs> nope, you wish. It's me. It's me. It's DDP. Oh, he didn't say that. It's me. It's me. And if you don't believe me, ask stat boy Tony in the back and see what he's got to say. <laughs> But whatever you don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who has been busting his ass for him since day one. No, 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 no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can make sure and give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in that can't lace my goddamn boots. Wow. He's right. He's right. Hey, boss, would you treat me better if I were an ex-WWE guy? See, maybe you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position that you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. I don't want to wait. And this is where he starts really getting upset. And this is, I think, when he gets, starts getting over the rope. I don't want to wait until 2024, but you won't listen to me. So allow me to make like, make it a little easier for you. Tony, I want you to fire me. Don't count me down, you piece of shit talking to the cameraman. You shut your mouth. Tony, look at me. Tony, look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking Mark. Fire me. Fire me. Fire me. I'm already fired. Fire me. I'm already fired. Woo. Sorry, wrong, wrong promo. So and then cut the black and then nobody sees CM Punk comes out, tries to talk to him or whatever. MJF hops off over the rails. And then next thing you know, today is they're taking down his merchandise and removing him from the website. Now, so I kind of alluded to what I thought the way that this might be going. I think this, I, it's dangerous, though, because is MJF going to be a baby face now, just like Punk was? That's the question. Because Tony Khan is beloved, and from what I can tell, he does not have the on-air talent to be a heel president. <laughs> oh, my God. That is such a good idea. Uh, writing heel lines for Tony Khan. Um, you know what? I have a lot of money, and I love CM Punk's dick. <laughs> Tony Khan's been annoying me how he just... I, 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 is he giving CM Punk a hand job during these scrums? Does anyone note? Did anyone see Tony Khan's hand, right hand? I'm, I'm serious. Is he, is he jerking him over? Because I know he usually likes to blow him. I'm just not literally everybody. I don't think Tony Khan really blows CM Punk literally. Do uh, so. This is upsetting you. So you're like Team Bischoff on this. No, I'm not. No, I'm not upset at all. You're annoyed that he's protecting his champ, his number one um, moneymaker. No, I'm not annoyed by it, but he shows some. It's not professional. At the end of the day, uh, it doesn't, I, I, it's not a good look. When he uh, answered the uh, Bischoff portion of the scrum, 
and the way he was talking, he was dropping F-bomb after F-bomb and stuff. I, I thought to myself, I'm like, there's no other, like, corporate, like, CEO or whatever would ever, like, sort of discuss it in that manner. It, it was ridiculous. And he goes out, and the way he talked about CM Punk, like CM Punk built AEW. It was a slap in the face of guys like John Moxley, Kenny Omega, everybody that helped build and got, got AEW to even have CM Punk come to them. CM Punk waited for this table to be set. He didn't set this table. He's eating at it. Yeah. He's at the head of the table, no pun intended. But he's at a head of a table where he had no business setting. Cody Rhodes is still much more of an MVP in AEW lore than CM Punk ever was. And I think it's dangerous. It's the truth. AEW started with a bet Cody Rhodes made with Dave Meltzer about all in. Let's not forget, Cody Rhodes is one of the guys who set the table here. And CM Punk got them over a million consistently on Wednesday nights for a couple months. Now they're struggling to get to a million. Now we'll see what happens after the NBA playoffs, which might be a problem. But they also aren't don't have any competition on Wednesday night anymore. Right. So is that the reason? Because their rate, ratings have been very stagnant for about six months now. And CM yeah. Punk's only been there for nine months. So Khan seemed like he gave CM Punk most of the credit for AEW success. That would have annoyed. If I was Kenny Omega watching that, that would have pissed me off. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember him mentioning Tony Khan mentioning like the buy rates specific, specifically on the uh, pay-per-views that he's been on and how those all increased. And he really is like, setting the point on that as far as being a moneymaker. And you know what? I've never really looked into the buy rates of these because it's like they're basically getting about, what, almost like 900,000 people watching Dynamite each week. I'm wondering how many people are, like, actually buying the pay-per-view. They they were, I think they've been between a quarter of a million to 300,000 recently. Okay. That's a pretty sizable part of your crowd that's uh, checking in with it, willing to pay for it. So it's interesting. But, and plus, yeah, I mean, a lot of them are having parties, and a lot of them are watching it together. So there's that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true. Um, but yeah, you know, you, you, the circumstances there. I guess I agree with you in the fact that he uh, he definitely didn't sound presidential or you know owner as far as like being an owner even of this company. Um, and you could see it a couple times in Punk's eyes, like when they talk. He brought up the Friday Night War. That was sort of a weird thing. I was getting, I mean, this isn't the first time. If you go back and look at some of the scrums with CM Punk, this isn't the first, this isn't new. He blows CM Punk on those scrums every damn time. He hugged him like three times when he first signed him. And I think it was after his first match with Darby. He hugged CM Punk like three times afterward. It looked uncomfortable. CM Punk looked uncomfortable. Let me ask you a question. Did he, did Tony Khan look more comfortable hugging Martha Hart or CM Punk? Oh, he looked much more comfortable hugging CM Punk. CM Punk looked uncomfortable because it was so many times. He's like, all right, bro. About to get HR. All right, all right. He's like one of those, all right. He looks like a mark. He looked like a child hanging out with his best friend, with with his hero. He really does. And I love Tony Khan. If it wasn't for Tony Khan, we wouldn't be this excited about wrestling. So this comes with all the respect in the world. But he's got to handle himself a lot more cool than he's doing. 
And he's, and he's got to stop thinking because Meltzer gave him Booker of the Year that he's the one that built AEW. AEW is built by the professional wrestlers that did the work, came up with the storylines, and cut their own promos. He's just giving them bullet points, and he's just giving them the stories. They're creating the magic. They're the ones adding to the things. And in many cases, they're the ones creating, doing the creating. Tony Khan's if this is Tony Khan thinking that he's bigger and better than he is, that's going to have AEW in a shit ton of trouble quicker than you could say Sassafras. Quicker than you say what? Sassafras. That's pretty quick. He kept calling him like a genius. Yeah. That might be great for Jericho because Jericho clearly likes the compliments. Oh, oh my Jericho God. Jericho likes the validation that he's still evolving and becoming. Um, so there's that. Jericho loves it. That's why he still loves it. He still makes his fans sing just a little bit, even though he's here. We're going to cut it off. He still hears it for about five seconds before they cut it off. <laughs> so after everything going on, so you didn't really get into it. Where do you think this storyline goes? Though? You kind of alluded, but you didn't get specific. Um, I, I think he's going to milk this for a while. Uh, Tony Khan and uh, MJF, of course. I, 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 I'm... I don't see him signing in WWE. I think Tony Khan, if they're playing at this and working it already, I, I think this is going to go beyond him just getting a raise for the remainder of his uh, contract. And there's probably an extension that works is what I would think, but they're not going to allude to this. They're just going to milk it for all it's worth. Where they go from this, I mean, honestly, you could see him becoming like almost like a folk hero in some ways. The way he cut that promo, man, that's going to be the stuff of legends right there. So... It's going to be real cool. And he did it in L.A. in front of this, you know, um, these reps from the merger that's going through. And Vince Vaughn. And Vince Vaughn and Macaulay Culkin. Oh, yeah. As well. Macaulay Culkin's been at a few AEW shows. He was actually at the very first uh, All In. Yeah, he's a definitely wrestling fan. Um, Looks like a meth head still. He looks like, uh, to me, he always reminded me of Kurt Cobain. Uh, but yeah, you know what? Like him doing it in front of these folks on that special night, Tony Khan, if this is a work, he had to sit in front of those execs and be like, listen, this guy's going to cut a promo and make me look like an asshole. And we're going to make tons of money off of it. And it's, it's really a true test of like this, the reps from this merger going through what they thought of that night. I mean, Hey, I'm a wrestling fan. You're a wrestling fan. I would have loved it. I'd be like, this is going to be awesome for this, like, uh, you know, our new stream, our, our streaming service. So it's uh, it's crazy the route they went with this, man. And I just never really thought I would see anything that much better than Punk's pipe bomb. I thought that was, like, almost un- unattainable. And last night I saw something that totally surpassed it. Is it going to start? a floodgate of people calling out Tony for being a Mark. Cause he is a Mark. Let's be honest. He's a rich Mark. But we always thought that. What would be great is if he like comes out there weekly and just trying to do his like huge announcement that happens every week. And as he comes out there, the fans just start chanting Mark at him. They start getting the term Mark over and it'll be a CM Punk like uh, honor in ways, just getting that over and associating it with him. He's King of all Marks really. I just hope he doesn't become a character on the show. I do not want to see see uh, to see Tony Khan on television. I don't. He yeah he, he doesn't 
Yeah, he's very awkward. He doesn't have any any charisma. I like, like listen, man. Like Harvey Wimpleman was more like effective on camera. Doctor Harvey Wimpleman, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot. He went to med school, but like you know, like you know, you see what I'm saying now. Like you and I can think of other characters that had more of a presence than this incredible billionaire. Really, yeah, you chic. To... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. He just like I forget where I was gonna go with this, but like yeah, he like he he would need somebody to like represent him on camera, and whatever he says, that you know whatever they say is Tony Khan's word. Yeah, yeah. you'd have and to be like Regal was in NXT, but it might be more yeah. of a deal situation. Yeah, so so that's the only way this works if he becomes a, a like a a heel. So, um, interesting He's, times here, man. Yeah, which Melcher said wasn't a, wouldn't be a good idea. You're right. We don't know where we're headed, but MJF is still the talk of professional wrestling, and we just talked about it. Guys, check us out tomorrow. Hell in a cell is upon us. We'll talk Cody and Seth, and we'll talk all the other matches that are happening, which I'm not even sure which ones are. Well, we got Bianca, Becky, and Asuka. Yep. I don't know. Is Ronda Rousey wrestling? I don't know. I don't know. This is a. Sh- I haven't given a shit about this entire paper. I don't even know who's main eventing. I guess it would be Seth and Cody. Yeah, I think you're right. So well, we'll yeah, talk we'll about. We'll, we'll know by tomorrow night because after I retain the purple nurple, which we see just oh. right, right there. I do see it. Right there. Yeah. Yes. Right there. I see it. After I return the Purple Nurple, I will be the longest reigning high spots and chip pocket pick champion, champion of the Purple Nurple. And we start, we get right into it. No break for me, no rest for the championship. Weary, I won by one match for the second straight quarter, which I am in love with. That's got to burn you. Just one match could have went the other way. I haven't really gotten much sleep since. It's probably, I mean, therapy is probably the next step for me. Because when you beat me, you beat you, it was you beat the piss out of me. You wound up we were going dead even going into full gear, and you swept the night of three, and you want to beat me by three matches. I beat you by one match. So if you combine all matches, you have more matches. You are plus one on the match side. So there's yeah. that. So you have I more, do have that. So good, good for you, buddy. You have you have Thanks. one more victory Thanks. of all time for me. But it doesn't matter. I am the purple purple champion for a second straight quarter. And we start this week of Hell in the Cell, so check us out tomorrow. We will have a new podcast and a new episode right here on the YouTube channel. Sorry, we haven't been getting you guys super as much lately. We have a lot of things going on in our personal lives, and we're trying to come out as quickly as possible, giving you the perspective that only us Marks can give you. Vladdy Dotty, what else you got to say before we get up out of here? I'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, that's all we got tonight, folks. We'll see you soon. And that'll do it for us here at High Spots of Cheap Pops. Talking MJF tomorrow for Hell, hell in the Cell. This is Silicon Steve Arifavati Dottie for High Spots of Cheap Pops. Here, endeth the lesson.